JM in the AM on a Wednesday morning broadcast by Joel Grossman, who I've known forever, um, both from our uh, um, commonality with uh, TABC here in Teaneck uh, during the era that Rabbi Grossman was a spectacular Rebbe there. Plus, Rabbi Grossman, for those of you who are old Catskills trivia experts, Rabbi Grossman used to be an amazing, reliable guest speaker up at the Homoac Hotel and I'm sure other places as well uh, during a time that we spent a lot of time there. He started his Chinuch journey at MTA, went to become the beloved Rebbe at TABC that I just described for 29 years. Wow longer than the era we had at TABC. There he became known as the rabbi who could teach any student and explain the most complicated concept in the simplest manner. Today, he divides his time between Miami Beach and Muncie, New York, and continues to give shiurim and to learn with individuals. And because of his presence in Muncie and our presence here in Teaneck, New Jersey, we are able to have a face-to-face conversation and welcome Rabbi Joel Grossman. A pleasure to welcome you to JM in the AM. Thank you very much. The book is called More Tzfila, Davening Shmona Esrei with Meaning. Now, Rabbi Grossman, I don't know if you know this about me, uh, but I am, my audience certainly does. I am somebody who takes prayer very seriously and tries in every which way to inspire people through different conversations and, and uh, analyses like this of your book uh, to you know do whatever we can to, uh, to help people experience prayer in a much more fulfilling manner. And I would assume that that's the reason you wrote the book, because with all the books out there, and there are a lot of them in the history of the Jewish people about prayer, it seems there's never enough. There's always something more we could do to try to inspire people. A hundred percent. That's exactly why I I wrote the Sefer. Uh, I retired from TABC five years ago, and the rabbi from my shul in Muncie, Rabbi Schlesinger, came to me after I retired, and he said, I want you to write a Sefer in English to the English-speaking public in order to to show them exactly what tefillah is all about. Because he said that I watch you during davening and that you are actually talking to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and that's what I want you to convey to the English-speaking public. And Baruch Hashem, it took me four years to write the Sefer, and I think uh, uh, so far the reviews that I've gotten have have, uh, have hit a home run. Um, why does your tefillah work so well? Why... What are you doing that makes a rabbi like the one you just described say that you are actually speaking directly to God? Well, I really base it on the, the Gemara in Mesechus Tainus on the Beis Aleph, a few lines from the bottom, where the Gemara says, Ezehu avodah shohi belev. What type of service do we have to God that's really from our heart? Every other mitzvah that we do, we do with another part of our body. We eat matzah. We pick up We pick up the, the, the lula. We, we bind the tefillin. But what do we do only with our heart? And the Gemara says, zu this refers to prayer. And each and, t- each and every time when I dive in, I really feel it in my heart uh, that I'm, I'm really conveying my message to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, asking Hashem for things, but of course praising Hashem for all of the greatness that He gives for me and for my family. So before we talk about um, specifically inspiring the youth, and again, with your experience in high school, it's you, know, you, you bring an area of expertise to that topic. In general, what would you say to somebody who wants to connect? Need it be a longer Shemona Esrei? Need it be specific concentration on every word as you go forward through every bracha of Shemona Esrei? What's the secret to get to the point that you just described? 
Well, I want to really answer that with a, with a, a beautiful story that ju- just happened. I came back from Miami about a little bit over a month ago, and I was walking on Collins Ave- Avenue, and believe it or not, this young girl, probably like in her early 20s, she stopped me and she said, are you the rabbi that wrote the book? And I looked, I looked at her and I said, yes. But I said, how do you know, how do you know me? So she said to me that uh, your picture is on the front cover of, of, <laughs> of the, right. your, your picture is on the front cover of the book. So she said to me, I just want you to know that I owe, owe you such a, a debt of gratitude because you changed my life. So I said, I don't think I ever met you. So she tells me that she lives in San Francisco and that she's not religious and that she was uh, transferred her job to Miami Beach, and she was renting in this and this building. She pointed to the building, and she said, said to me that every morning before going to work, she would meditate for a, cu- a couple of minutes. But she said everyone in the building was talking about your book. So I went on to Amazon, and I bought it, and she said, I just want you to know that your book changed my life. She said, I have things that are underlined, things that are highlighted. I have notes in, in the margin. And she said, Rabbi, because of you, because of the way that you have inspired me through the book, I want you to know that I pray the Shemona Esrei every single morning because of the fact that you have the English translation in, 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 in your book. So that's what exactly what I'm trying to do. I literally started crying, and I said, wow, all those four years of, wor- of, of, of work really were only, only for you, and hopefully it'll go out now to many, many more people. Is, is this, but, I mean, if I would ask her, is, is the secret the English translation? Is the secret that now she stumbled upon something that actually explains to her what she's saying? Is that the key, or is it something else? Well, I think it's a, li- a little bit different, and that is that uh, if you ask your sons um, about my teaching style when they remember me from when they were back in high school is that every time that I I teach a subject, I always try to bring a story in order to be able to hammer home the point to make the thing, whatever the topic is, to make it that much more meaningful. And that's what I have throughout throughout the entire Safer. Anytime that I have a story, I have it in a in a box, but it'll it'll deal with a certain topic. Let's say let's say for example, Rifaenu asking Hashem to heal us, and then there'll be some type of a story that will really hammer home the bracha to to make it um, so important to you personally. It's also interesting that, uh, you know, there are other, as you know, there are other significant parts of tefillah. Right. I mean, I can make a case for Yehichavod and for Ashrei and many others. 100%. In fact, Ashrei is one of my, I mean, I, I, every time I do a public presentation about prayer, Ashrei is the centerpiece of that entire discussion. Very little uh, about Shemona Ashrei. But your book is literally about these 19 brachos, these 19 blessings that officially are the centerpiece of our tefillah, Shacharis, Mincha, and Mariv. Correct. Uh, and I guess, you know, your I, I guess your method makes more sense than mine because if you're going to emphasize one part, it may as well be the, the core of every single time we get up to Davin. Right. I mean, the reason is because of the fact that the mission in Mesechus Brachos, whenever it talks about tefillah, it always refers to Shimon Nasrin. So that's why I decided to write on Shimon Nasrin. Uh, Rabbi Joel Grossman is here. The book is called Moret Tefillah, Davening Shimon Nasrin with Meaning. And I'm assuming, as you indicated earlier, Amazon, just search your name, basically, and it'll come up. Yes. Well, yeah, we could use this link, but boy, oh boy, I don't know if people, (laughs) this is a pretty long link to actually mention on the air, but we'll make sure we'll try to include it in the, uh, in the story online uh, about this uh, conversation. So uh, just back to this young woman for a moment. 
let's assume English translation has something to do with it. The stories that you just mentioned likely touched her in a way uh, that, you know, it brought her back to this whole Shimona Esri every single day, as she indicated. But I would have to assume that but for both young and old, there's it's different factors. It's different methods. It's different things that will make someone uh, increase their concentration and their love for standing Shmona Estre, right? I mean, it's, it's it, for her, it was that most likely, right? She really right. didn't give you a clear answer, but but we are assuming it was that. And for other people, it's other things, right? Right, 100%. Um, I live in Muncie, which uh, has changed now to be a very, very Hasidic type of neighborhood. Right. And my my neighbor happens to happens to be a, a Hasidish man. And two Shabbosos ago, he came over to me and he said that I owe you a debt of gratitude. He said, I just want you to know, I thought that I understood Shimon Esrei until I started learning your, your, your safer and he said I realized I don't know I don't understand I didn't understand anything thank thank you so much because of the fact that I tried to bring out both from the Gemara from the Shulchan Aruch, from uh, from the major major commentary exactly what are we saying and and what the deeper meaning is behind, behind uh, each and every word of Shimon Esrei yeah and and normally uh, at, <laughs> at a stage that we're now at in this conversation conversation i might ask you for an example but there are a million of a meaning that even for those of us who technically know the words that we're saying right who technically know what's in who technically know what's in Enu and baruch aleinu when it comes to really understanding what we're saying even those of us who are proficient in the hebrew language you know fall short in terms of you know trying to grasp the entire thing right a hundred percent and i'll be honest when i when i was preparing um each and and every one of the brachas i learned a lot a lot right, of things that i didn't know and i was a Rebbe for my, my my whole adult life. Right. Hashivenu, right? The bracha of Hashivenu. Anybody who knows Hebrew can can probably, at the minimum, loosely translate it. But I don't know if anybody can really give a good synopsis of what that paragraph's trying to you know tell us to say to God, right? Right, correct. And what I did is I went through the Gemara in Mesachus Megillah and Daphne Zion, where the Gemara explains the order. Why does this bracha follow that bracha? Why does that bracha follow that bracha? Etc. Etc. In order to show again the continuity of, of, of uh, one bracha leading into the other, right. what Shimon Esri is all about and what the Anshay Knesset Agadola were trying to convey to us. Why was it important for you to to divide this book the way we've always divided Shimon Esri? In other words, anybody who's, you know, a responsible <laughs> a responsible member of the Yeshiva League, so to speak, uh -huh. <laughs> grew up knowing that the beginning parts of Shimon Esri is praise of God. The middle are these uh, these requests that Bakashas, we have, Bakashas, right. requests that we have of the one above, uh -huh. and then we end with with again praise and gratitude. Right, the better word is gratitude when we get toward the end of Shimona Estrei. Why did you feel you had to divide it in that way and follow that formula? That's the, that's the way Shimon Estrei is is written, right? Understood, but it, does it help? One does it help one appreciate Shimon Esrei and Davin better if they look at it as those three categories? I think so because of the fact that, for, for example, that you you know that the why we're doing the first three brachos. It's not it's not just the request. First, we we, we put Hashem in in His prop, proper type of a place, right? The right and perspective, then, right? And then after that, then then I I could ask for my my personal needs. But it's important to always note that the personal needs are not written below 
Shen Yachid. It's not in the individual, but everything is done in the plural. It's not Rifaini, right. feel me, heal me. It's Rifainu, it's right. to, feel, to heal us. Because the whole idea of davening is to worry not only about ourselves. And I bring out there, there uh, in, in the Sefer how important it is to pray for yourself, right? The most important type of prayer, yes, it's very important to go to a tzaddik, to go to a rosh yeshiva in, in order to get this or that type of a blessing. But the most important thing is to do it with your own heart by, by, by yourself to pray to Hashem. Right. I mean, there are some there are some Torah giants who, when you when one is in need of something, right. would say, open up a sitter and start praying, or right. open up a Tehillim and start you know, saying Tehillim. Uh, speaking of which, because there are um, uh, there are some people that, uh, that that I'm thinking of as I say that uh, who've used that approach. Uh, you were telling me off the air about an encounter you had years ago with Hermosha Feinstein. What was that all about? Oh, wow. Thank you very much for bringing it up. And that is uh, back in 1980, a long, long t- time ago, um, <laughs> Rabbi Tenler, Rabbi Moshe Tenler from Muncie, his father of Yitzchak Isaac Tenler p- passed away. And Rabbi Yitzchak Isaac Tenler used to learn with Rabbi Tenler's young son at the time, Eli Dunn Tenler, who was uh, only 12 years old at the, at, at the time. And after Rabbi Yitzchak Isaac Tenler passed away, Rabbi Moshe Tenler asked me if I would learn with Eli Dunn because of the fact that he was just too busy with everything that he did at the Community Synagogue of Muncie and, right. and at Yeshiva University and medical ethics, etc. And I said, fine. So I went to, uh, started, I came to Rabbi Tendler's house, and Ellie Dunn said, said to me, uh, Joel, everyone in Muncie says that you're so smart. Well, if you're so smart, then I'd like you to teach me Mesechas Nidarim, which is very, very different style than any other Mesechta. For example, there's not, we don't use the Rasha, right. we use the Ran, and it's 90 blot. And he said, let's learn that at for, for, for my Bar Mitzvah. So I said, okay, fine. So I prepared, and, and we learned uh, almost every single night and on Shabbos for hours and hours and hours. And Baruch Hashem, we were able to finish all of Mesechas Nidarim that Eli Dunn made, made a Siyam at his Bar Mitzvah. We even learned 10 blot of Mesechas Megillah because of the fact that we had some extra time. And Baruch Hashem, we got very close with Rav Moshe Feinstein's at Zal because he used to be at his daughter and, and son-in-law's house with his grandchildren, etc., uh, etc. Et Eli was his grandchild, just uh, making it clear. Right. right. Anyway, so um, what happened was is in 1981, during uh, Sukkot, I went to Rav Moshe Feinstein, who was there in the house, and I said, uh, Reb, Rebbe, I want to ask you for a bracha. So he said, fine, no problem. And he starts giving me a bracha. So I stopped him. I said, no, 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 I want it in writing. So he looked at me. He said, why do you want it in writing for? I said, I want to show people how, how close we were. So Rav Moshe Feinstein told me, go home and get me one of my svarim and bring it back, and I'll write, write a bracha. And he did. And I photocopied the, the, the bracha. I put it into simple Hebrew in case anyone could not read Rav Moshe's handwriting and then translated into English. The, and when, Eng- the English says, I hereby bless our very dear and respected friend, Mori Harav Yosef Grossman Shlita, who is immersed in the Torah and the pure fear of God. May Hashem Yisbarach have him succeed in all things, physical and spiritual, with great success. Your close friend, Moshe Feinstein, Isruchag Sukkot 57. 
for two. What's it like being called a close friend or a Moshe Reitz? Just unbelievable because I've seen a lot of chuvas that Rabbi Moshe writes, and he always writes Neum right. Moshe Feinstein, right? But to me, he he wrote Yedidios, your 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 close friend Moshe Feinstein, and uh, Bar Hashem down in Miami, a lot of people bought the safer when they saw that, and they said, if Rabbi Moshe calls you his close friend, I want to I want to have the safer. And believe it or not, I was only 22 years old at the time, and back in 1981 when 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 Rabbi Moshe wrote, wrote that bracha to me. So you were proficient in Torah study at the age of 22, obviously, if you if you taught uh, a youngster in the Durham the way you did, to the satisfaction of the Tendlers and the Feinsteins, right? Yeah, thank you very much for bringing that up. I, I started saying a shir in 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 um, Rabbi Tendler's shul, the community synagogue of, of Muncie, on Wednesday night when I was uh, uh, 20 years old. On what topic? Uh, we started with Masechus Megillah. And we went through many, many, many mesectas. I gave this year for, for nine and a half years, uh, every every Wednesday night. Were you proficient in tefillah, in davening at that age as well, or that took a while? That took a while. That that definitely took a while. I, I always have been work, working on tefillah to understand that a Kaddish Baruch Hu is right in front of me and, and that I I'm, I do have this opportunity so you're, to talk so, with him. So you are uh, appreciative in all seriousness, when you when you encounter high school kids, and I know some of them personally, mm-hmm. who really dive in well, you 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 have a great you must have a great admiration for them at that age that they're able to connect that way. A hundred percent, because of the fact that they they can do it much earlier than I was able to do it. Where did you go to high school? I went to high school in Muncie. It was a small school called Mun- Muncie Masifta High School, but it doesn't exist anymore. Well, somebody must have had a tremendous impact on you if at the age of twenty you're giving shiurim like that. Um, yeah, a hundred percent. Or was that post high school that that really developed? I uh, know. I think it. I think it was. It was in high school. I had. Um, I had a, a, a rebbe, and uh, back in ninth grade, and his name was Rabbi Mordechai Tapic. Um, I believe he was from Houston, Houston, Texas. I know he was. He was a shochate, and um, he used to always describe to us everything is about God. For example, he he would uh, tell us that. When I drove drove here from from Brooklyn to come to Muncie to get to give share today, he said my my uh, gas gauge was on E. So we would always say, "Well, Rabbi, you have to fill it up." He goes, "No, no, no. E is for Abishta." <laughs> so so he uh, every everything that he did always told us, "You got to believe in God. You got to believe in God." And 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 I think that Rabbi Tapic had had a tremendous uh, input on me uh, in, in order to influence me uh, to always think about God and everything I do. Rabbi Joel Grossman is here. Go to Amazon, search his name, or by Joel Grossman, and you will see Moret Fila, M-O-R-E-H, Moret Fila, Davening Shimon Estre with meaning. Uh, this could be the centerpiece of an amazing revolution for your own Tfila and certainly for your children. And finally, let's discuss that topic about, about the youngsters, because obviously your book, which, which I originally, when I heard about it, because of your um, you know incredible career, uh, in high school, I, I as a high school Rebbe, I assumed it was targeting specifically the young people out there. It's obviously for everybody, but let's speak about the young people for a moment. Not everybody is the young woman that you you know that you quoted and that you met who who you know really you know turns a switch on uh, in her own personal tefillah life because she's inspired by these stories, etc. What can we do for the average 11, 12, 13, 14, 15 year olds out there, both young women? and young men, especially those who are already bar and bat mitzvah, um, you know, what can we do to, to help them uh, get on this positive path of prayer? Okay, also excellent question. I think the most important thing that, that we can do as, as an adult is to be able to show an example to, to them. 
I wanted to share, share a, a story with you. Many, many years ago, I used to do a lot, a lot of tutoring. And the only time that I was available to tutor this one, one youngster who was, who was just about 12 years old at the time was just on Shabbos afternoon, right, right after lunch. So his parents told me, okay, come over and, and, and you'll learn with him. And of course, the first day when I came, the kid was unbel- unbelievably against it. And he said, what are you talking about? I don't have to do it. I don't have school tomorrow, blah, blah, blah. I said, come on, let's just, let's just learn. And we learned but it was really, really, really pulling teeth. And at the end, he said to me, you know what, Rabbi, I don't understand. Why do I have to do this for? My my father never learned. So, right. So after after we finished, when we came upstairs and the father, oh, how did he do? So I said, you know what, next week, instead of me learning with your son, I want to learn with you. And the father said, what are you talking about? You know how many hours I have to drive to work and drive back, how hard I work. I barely make it through the meal and then I go to sleep. So I said, no, 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 we have to set the example. And Baruch Hashem, the next week we learned. And, and then the following week, again, we learned with the father. I never learned with, with, with the, kid, the kid again. And then the parents told me that I don't know what, what happened, but the kid did really, really well on, on his next Gemara test. Well, believe it or not, just a, a few months ago, I was invited, and Bar Hashem, this little boy who at 12 years old in the story, who's now a, a father and, and with married children, he made a seam on shots. Unbelievable. This boy got so much into learning that Bar Hashem, he finished the entire uh, Shisha Sidra Mishnah, he finished the entire Gemara. And I think that that's the message that we have to do, that when we're davening, we shouldn't be talking to our neighbors, we shouldn't be run, run, running out of shul, we shouldn't be running to this and running to that, but rather show our kids how, how important davening is and show the other people in the shul how important davening is. And, in, and if we do that, then we're going to be able to reap the benefits and we'll see that our, our children will be davening and hopefully Hashem will answer our prayers and hopefully bring Melech HaMashiach. So if you want to enhance your kids' davening, start by enhancing your own. Correct, and, and you show the example. Right. Amazing. Uh, one of the reasons why this is good for all ages, this book, this Sefer, I should say, I apologize. Rabbi Joel Grossman, everybody, the book, the Sefer, is called Moritz Fila, Davening Shemona Esri with Meaning. Easiest way to obtain it is to go to Amazon.com, search Rabbi Joel Grossman, and chances are the very first thing that pops up is Moritz Fila, Davening Shemona Esri with Meaning. And we wish Rabbi Grossman the greatest of success with this brand new Sefer. After four years of work, it must be a... Uh, a sigh of relief as you sit here and talk about it. <laughs> it is. Thank you very much. A pleasure. And do you recommend that uh, when he comes up to the plate, Aaron Judge should say a prayer and he'll do even better than he does now or, or not necessarily? It definitely won't hurt. <laughs> <laughs> that we want to implement prayer into all walks of life. That's especially right. Especially when you're desperate for a home run. That's right. <laughs> Thank you, Rabbi Grossman. Thank you. Thank a, you very much. A real pleasure reuniting with you in this fashion. Thank you. Rabbi Joel Grossman, everybody, check out the book. You'll be glad. Glad you did. The Safer is entitled Moretz Fila. Search or by Joel Grossman on Amazon and you will find it. And again, we are highly recommending it. And you're listening to a Wednesday morning broadcast at JM in the AM.